Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. PJ Glasser, Ryan Horvath, You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM. We're wrapping up hour number three. We're wrapping up our time with Stadium as well with you guys for the rest of this segment. Continue watching us on twitch.tv slash BetQL, YouTube backslash Odyssey Sports, and uh, also on the Odyssey app. Talking a lot of football. Now it's time to turn our attention to college basketball. And we bring on Isaac Trotter. You guys can follow Isaac on Twitter, X at Isaac underscore Trotter. National college basketball writer for 24-7 Sports. Isaac, it is a loaded college hoop slate tomorrow, man. And we're going to get into it. But just want to know if there's anything that you like tonight in college basketball. Any plays that you got? Yeah, that Iowa-Ohio State game is really interesting to me. I, I was looking at Bruce Thornton, over three and a half assists. It's a guy who's he's hit this number in 13 of 15 games against high major teams so far this year. Uh, Iowa gives up about 15 assists per game. That ranks outside the top 300 nationally. So this is kind of a weird weird line to me because it's been four and a half for him basically all year long. And it's, now we're down to three and a half in a spot where Ohio State has an implied team total of about 77 points. That doesn't make sense to me. So I think that's a little bit of a mispriced spot there. Uh, you could also look at over 18 and a half points and assists with him. And then the other one with that too is Ben Creaky, over 13 and a half points for Iowa. This is a guy who has a really nice matchup tonight. Iowa's been playing a lot more two big lineups. So Owen Freeman has started to really take a, a control of that center spot. And I think this is going to be set up for Ben Creaky to get some matchups against Jamison Battle, a guy who he has 25 pounds on, who's really more comfortable operating out on the wing. Creaky more in the paint. And he's a guy who's he's averaged 15 points a game this year. We've seen him go for big nights. This Ohio State defense has really fallen off a cliff. I think they're 170th nationally in defensive ratings since the beginning of January. Um, and, and so we're talking about one of the worst teams in the Big Ten defensively at home for Iowa, a spot where they're probably going to get 80. I, I think Creaky is in a, in a really good spot to smash. So both of those two, both those two props seem really, really good to me tonight. All right, let's move on to tomorrow's slate. Uh, like Peach said, obviously a ton of great games to get to. I actually wanted to ask you quickly about uh, UConn and St. John's. St. John's four and a half point dogs, total in that game, 146 and a half. UConn, obviously the number one team in the country. Opened at five and a half. We're down to four and a half right now over at BetMGM. Any thoughts on that game? Yeah, I think with Donovan Klingon back, like we've starting to see a little bit of a different vibe from this UConn team, especially with their rim defense. I think when he's on the floor, teams are shooting just 46% at the rim. St. John's has Joel Soriano, who's a, a big-time big man, right? He can give you a little bit of a post presence there. But outside of that, they really don't have any other rim presence. Like they don't get much from their guards driving to the basket. With Klingon there and how well he's playing defensively, I think we could see St. John's turn this into like, hey, we're just shooting jumpers all day. And that's a bad recipe against UConn. So I don't know if I would bet four and a half, but I'm waiting till I get that inside of a possession. Maybe that's live. I think UConn is going to find a way to get this one done tomorrow against St. John's. I just don't know if I can go four and a half. If I can get a two and a half tomorrow, I'm all in. Isaac, something we don't see often, if ever, is Kansas is home underdogs at the fog, but that's what we got tomorrow against Houston. Now, Houston is the better team, but... I mean, we all know how hard it is for road teams to win in Kansas. So it's just just one of those bets where you got to take Kansas as a home dog, or do you like Houston? Yeah, I, for me, like I'm a little bit concerned about where Kansas is trending, especially right now in the short term. Kevin McCullers' knee injury is something that concerns me a little bit, right? He sat out against Oklahoma State. 
probably because Oklahoma State isn't very good and Kansas knew they could get the job done without him. But if he's not close to 100%, I think it this can this Houston defense can put Kansas in some binds, especially with, you know, with their ability to trap and their ability to force turnovers against a Kansas team that they've been taking care of the basketball better a little bit lately. But there's still some turnover concerns and some spacing concerns with this group. But for me, from the props angle, I think Hunter Dickinson assists is a really interesting line to look at. Those haven't been posted. But if it's a one and a half or two, like if it's one and a half, I think that's a bet. Multiple or centers in four of the last five games have had multiple assists against Houston. They basically force you to play four on three and you have to make quick decisions and quick reads. And Dickinson's one of the best passing big men in the country. But I'm with you. I think this is a spot where Kansas is going to find a way just to get it done. I mean, they're home dogs. This never happens. I think it's just a second time since like, what, 2010 that this has ever happened. So it, it feels like this is a Kansas spot. But man, this is a really tough matchup against a Houston defense that I think is playing at a really, really high level. Pretty excited for this one tomorrow night. Uh, number seven, Duke at number three, North Carolina. Uh, Carolina, a five-point favorite. Total in the game, 151. The last couple of years, I've struggled backing John Shire uh, on the road, but Duke's been a little bit better this season. They're 16-4. and four. What do you like here, if anything at all? Yeah, Armando Baycott over 11.5. That prop just got posted. That was an immediate bet for me. He's played Duke nine times. He's hit over 11.5 every single time. So that's a, a wow. spot where Duke this year has played single coverage against post-ups all season long. Baycott's going to get a lot of single coverage. I don't know how healthy he's been lately. So that's a little bit of a concern of mine. But I think he bounces back and finds a way to get done tomorrow. And then overall, like this Duke team, I still – like really want to bet on Duke at this spot. Like I, I know it's on the road. I understand that. But I think Duke, I mean, if you're playing like the power rankings game of like who are the best players on the floor, it's like it's RJ Davis is the best player. Kyle Filipowski is probably the second best player. Then after that, it's like, I, I mean, you could make a case that Duke has the next three guys. I really like how Tyrese Proctor's playing lately. Jeremy Roach has been a guy that has really been super consistent as he's gotten healthy. And then obviously Jared McCain, the freshman, has played at a high level. So I think I'm going to be on Duke tomorrow, but I really, really like that Armando Bay got over 11 and a half. That, that number just made no sense to me. Ryan and I were going over the games at the break, and I told him this was going to be one of my favorite plays is Kentucky in a pick em against Tennessee. Kentucky lost midweek against Florida at Rupp Arena. Isaac, I just can't see him dropping two straight. And Tennessee, you know, they're just a different team on the road than they are at home in Knoxville. What are your thoughts on the Vols and the Cats? Yeah, I'm with you. You know, this is a Kentucky defense. A lot of people have talked about, oh, is it good enough to win the national title? I don't know. But I don't know if the Tennessee is a great shooting team, right? Like Kentucky ranks outside the top 320 nationally in the amount of unguarded catch-and-shoot threes that they give up, right? So you think, hey, like Tennessee could take advantage of that. But the problem is, is like all of these Tennessee role players haven't really shot it that well lately. Santiago Vescovi has been a little bit up and down. Jordan Ganey is super up and down. Josiah Jordan James is in a big slump right now, 30%. It feels like can Dalton connect outscore this entire Kentucky team by himself? So I understand that like Kentucky is younger. I understand that Tennessee is probably going to be way more physical with this group, but I do think Kentucky finds a way to get this one done just because I feel like they have so many different guys that can do it. And for me, like I like this Tennessee team and, and maybe Jonas Adu bounces back, but it, it just feels like Kentucky is just a little bit too much of an avalanche. And we've seen teams that can run and get out and transition and make plays like North Carolina have given this Tennessee defense. That's really good. I don't know if they're special, but you can give them some problems in transition. What the hell happened to Memphis? Like, I really like them, and then they haven't won a game since January 14th. They lost to South Florida, uh, Rice, UAB, Tulane. They've they've lost their last four. Um, they're 10-point favorites tomorrow against Wichita State. I think that's the last team they beat, actually. What's going on with Memphis, and do you expect the bounce back tomorrow for them? 
man, it's been a tough road for them. You know, part of it is some of their early season wins. Those haven't aged as well as we necessarily thought. Some of those teams that they beat earlier in the year that we were like, hey, that's a that's a great win. Doesn't look the same right now. But it's just a weird team. They're old, but they don't necessarily play like it. They, they've been really, like, inconsistent. The turnover concerns is a really big issue for me. Uh, I, I'm not totally in love with this Wichita State team, though. This is a, a first-year coach who's really, really good. But I, I just haven't loved what I've seen from them at times. They, they can get really jump shot reliant and not getting a ton of stuff, a ton of offense at the rim. So I do think it's a decent spot for Memphis, but I just don't really trust this group right now. And it feels – I feel icky betting on Memphis at this point, and, and I don't feel yeah. like I can really trust them, even though they're one of the oldest teams in college basketball. Isaac, what are your thoughts on this Auburn-Ole Miss game tomorrow? Auburn's another one of those teams that you always bet them when they're at home, but they're a little different on the road. Chris Beard in year one in Oxford's done a really good job, but it just seems like when they play teams like this who are a step up in class, they tend to struggle. Auburn's five-point favorites, though, that seems a little high to me. What are your thoughts on, on that matchup? Yeah, this one's simple for me. Ole Miss gives up the most shots at the rim of any team in the SEC. And Auburn shoots the most shots at the rim of any team in the SEC. Like, that's what they do. They live at the basket. I I think that this is a good spot for Auburn. I, I think they're going to find a way to go on the road against an Ole Miss team that's they're, – they're okay, but I don't know if they're necessarily in that elite tier of the SEC. And we've seen Auburn get really close lately, right? Like, they've just been a little bit close to getting over the hump but haven't really notched that signature win. Is it a signature win to beat Ole Miss? I'm not super sure, but I do think this is a really good spot for them. Ole Miss has started to change their rotation a little bit. Uh, we talked a lot early with them about, like, hey, they're going to have elite rim protection on the floor at all times with their, with their big man duo Jamarian Sharp is a seven foot five guy right they go get Musa Cisse out of Oklahoma State but lately they actually haven't been playing those guys too much they, they've really pivoted to try to get more skill on the floor play more guards on the floor I'm not sure that's going to work against Auburn I, I think Auburn gets it done against a, an Ole Miss team in year one of a rebuild so uh, we got about 90 seconds anything else that you like uh, for tomorrow yeah, you know, I, I think when I look at that Kansas and Houston thing, I, I've I really want to see what Johnny Furphy's three point uh, number is. If that's a one and a half, if it's a two and a half, like lately he's been pretty hot. If we get a two and a half, I will take the under on that. If it's a one and a half at a good price, I'm interested in that as well. You know, some of the other games too, Michigan State and Maryland is one that I was eyeing. Uh, Michigan State just absolutely abused Maryland in transition last time, and they needed every bit of it to beat that team 61 59 at home or on the road. I think Maryland is a sneaky, decent spot for them tomorrow against this Michigan State team. I think they match up very, very well with them. And Michigan State, A.J. Hogard's probably their best perimeter defender. They didn't guard Jameer Young with him. They used him on Dante Scott. I think Jameer Young's going to be in a position to get back, get rolling a little bit. And so if Maryland can really you know, dial in that transition defense and, and force Michigan State to play a half-court game, I think Maryland could keep that one a little bit close tomorrow. So those are the couple that I was eyeing. I like it. Yeah, I was at the Maryland-Nebraska game last Saturday, Isaac, and that was one of the better games that they've played. They've been off the whole week, so to your point, might be a good spot for them against the Spartans. Isaac Trotter, you can follow him on Twitter, X, at Isaac underscore Trotter, national college basketball writer for 24-7 Sports. Isaac, always good having you all, man. Enjoy the slate of games tomorrow. Can't wait. It's going to be a blast. Yeah, really is. Ryan, what game are you most looking forward to? I think Duke Carolina is probably the easiest answer, right? I mean, it's probably yeah. one of the best rivalries in all the sports. Um, is it that yeah. one or is it one of the other games? 
No, it's 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 Duke Carolina for me. It always is Duke Carolina. I look forward to this twice a year, usually three times a year. Hell, sometimes four times a year. Well, once when we got that in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, growing up, man, I just I love this rivalry. I love this game. It was always my bucket list to uh, go to this game. I haven't haven't scratched that one off yet, though. Unfortunately, I haven't crossed that one off yet. No, neither have I. Would love to as well. I think I'd rather see him at Durham, right? Than uh, than at the Dean. Yeah, and at the Dean Dome, just because Durham's tinier. It just feels like you get the complete college experience. So that'll be fun tomorrow. We're gonna continue talking college hoops. Ryan and I will give our thoughts on some of those games. We'll look at the futures market as well. Power Hour, fourth hour. You better you bet. Presented by BetMGM. Rolls on on the other side of the break. PJ Glasser, Ryan Horvath.